Welcome to Creative on Purpose Live. This show accepts where you're at and helps you get where you want to go. Are you ready to make a difference? This show helps you step into your what's next with integrity and intention. It's time to be creative on purpose. This season is called Dialogue to Make a Difference. And my guests are leaders engaging in transformative discourse, discussions that shun the status quo, quo, not not the status quo, the status quo, and embrace possibility. I'm your host, Scott Perry. Learn more about me and my work at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Let's meet today's guest. John D'Amato, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where we can connect with you to learn more. Well, first of all, Scott, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Um, I am a branded lifestyle portrait photographer. I serve speakers, authors, and coaches, and I help them to present themselves powerfully and memorably in their online presence. And as far as where your people can find me, they can find me simply just by typing in johndomato.com, or if they want to keep it even more simple, just type, yeah, absolutely, in the Google tubes, and it will bring you to me anywhere and everywhere on social. And the thing that I am super excited about now in my life and in my business is that I'm working on furthering uh, my uh, work with speakers, authors, and coaches. I'm looking to get more in-depth with them, try to extend my reach. And on the other side of my business, which is the photography education side, I'm working with my Dutch photographer partner, Maurice Yager, to create um, a place where photographers can come and learn to do exactly the same things that we are doing with our branded portrait clients. And that community is called Screw the Metadata. I love it. Well, I think once you get over the shrinking violet kind of humble and hiding thing, John, you and your partner are going to be just fine, as will be your enterprises. Um, You are one of several photographers that have been on the broadcast, uh, Mm -hmm. but the first that uh, that is in this domain of branded portraiture. And I'm just curious, and maybe some of the other viewers are, what exactly does that mean? And how is it that photography and images uh, are important to the building of a brand? And and why would we want to build a brand in the first place? Right. Well, the reason why you'd want to build a brand is to be visible to those you serve. Because at the end of the day, when you're a service-based provider like myself and the people that I serve, the biggest hurdle to get over is building that visibility and getting in front of the right people at the right time. And not only that, but just nurturing them along the process. This is not something where, oh, I need this. I'm going to go buy this. That's not really how it works with my clients. There is a, it's a long game and it's something that only becomes apparent that they need it as they build their own uh, businesses. And as far as what Branded lifestyle portrait is in relation to photography. The difference with what I do with my clients is the the primary goal is to break down that fourth wall between them and their clients, create that rapport, create that relationship, build community, uh, build that trust, let be relatable. And with the types of portraits that I shoot, uh, the, the, uh, the audiences of the people I serve are able to kind of show who they are, who they serve and why they do what they do. And it kind of gives that bridges that gap 
between um, the people that help them and, and, and kind of really gives them that sense of how they can be helped. Really, really fascinating. So you, you hit on a couple of things that um, immediately resonate with me. One, one of them, I mean, you're on a broadcast called Creative on Purpose, and my work is called Creative on Purpose. That's my brand. And you're doing photography on purpose, and you're doing it with a great deal of intention and, uh, and kind of baked into it all seems to be this spirit of generosity you want your clients to be able to connect with the audience that they need to connect with so that those clients can serve that audience and help them get where they want to go. Um, and it's, I, I think for some of us still, it's, it, 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 it feels a little self-centered, a little selfish, a little, um, uh, well, just, just a little too, too much me, not, uh, and how do you, uh, and you must experience this when you're, sh when you're shooting certain clients. Uh, I've, I've had it myself. Uh, what you just described is exactly what I went through before I transformed my social presence into what it is. Um, I was very, oh, I'm behind the camera. Uh, I don't need to be out front. I don't need to, they don't need to see me. I am, I'm the canvas in which we paint their lives. And what, what really the difference for me and where that epiphany came where I realized that that's not the case is the fact is, is that people are not buying services. They're buying into you. They're buying into the belief that you will help them get from here to there. And the only way that you can create that, that trust and that sense of, you know, I'm not just going out there for vanity driven images where I look really good and I'm a badass and, Oh, look at me. I'm in front of a plane or whatever the hell a lot of these people do. It's more about doing it with the intention of serving others and not really making this about yourself. Yeah. Well, what really impresses me about your work, which I became aware of um, actually a year or two ago um, without knowing uh, who you were. And that was when you shot uh, my friend, James Taylor, who's been a, a friend and a mentor um, to me for many years. And I work with him and his dad every summer up in the Catskills at a guitar yes. retreat that Martin, and you, and I remember uh, James coming to the retreat that year, having just come off of a shoot with you in New York City, and yeah. he was showing us the pictures, and I just, I was really blown away by, I mean, I, I, I've known James for a little while, um, and I, in looking at these pictures, they were just perfect representations of James and James in all of his uh, expertise and all of his generosity and all of his care and all of his thoughtfulness. Um, it was just really, really amazing. I am not, you know, I like everybody, I, I own a phone because I have, I own a camera because I own a phone. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would never in a million years consider myself a photographer. It really helped me see the value of you know what what somebody can look like when they are put into the care and hands of a professional uh, that that is doing as I said before their their job with intention and integrity. How did right. you 
how did you get into, how did you, how did you decide that this was going to be what you did? Well, when I first quit my job working in the television industry, I was, um, and this was not planned. I just, I, I quit based on just, I just had had enough and I knew that there was something missing in my life. And uh, for the first two years, I basically followed what every other photographer was doing. And I, you know, I would look at other websites and say, I could do that, or I could do that. Let me try that. Let me try this. And ultimately what ended up happening was, is uh, I, I refer to this uh, in interviews and I've written about this as my uh, two year creative crisis because I spent so much time focusing on what everybody else was doing. And I didn't look from within and I didn't mm. look what actually drives and motivates me. And it took the help of one particular client that reached out to me and uh, she needed help with her online presence. She was putting a book together. She was trying to sell it. The publisher said, you need to have a presence. No one knows who the hell you are. So it was, it was basically by force that I came into this brand. But during that session, the epiphany of, oh, I could do this for other people. And mm -hmm. this is awesome because really what it boils down to is uh, working with the speakers, uh, coaches and authors uh, was not because, oh, I'm going to get paid by these people because they have money. It's because, oh, when I was freaking out, having anxiety attacks, had no idea what I was doing, barely slept, was completely afraid of my own shadow, trying to figure out what this business was all about. Um, it was the help of speakers, authors, and coaches within my network, the people that I saw online, the people that I eventually contacted and kind of followed that helped me get through. So it was just a wonderful synergy that was a win, 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 win all around. And that kind of drove me towards that. But then on an aesthetic level, on a creative level, the reason why I like shooting coaches, speakers, and authors is because I am... Uh, in love with storytelling. I have been for a long time. That's why I was in television. Telling stories with the visual uh, has been a very strong passion of mine. And that's what ultimately led me to shoot these amazing, amazing storytellers. As you're, you were describing that journey from television to professional photographer, I heard the hero's journey unfold. You know, you had this kind of crisis moment, this call to action. It was time to get out of the television business and go into the howling wilderness of self-employment and whatever was next. Um, yeah. And so as you entered that jungle, some a guide appeared, this client of yours that helped you you know, find your way and helped you net, you know, provided you with a compass that allowed you to kind of navigate your own journey. Yeah. Um, and you came through on the other side with, uh, you know, not only uh, a stronger and more knowledgeable person and a professional, but um, with this gift that you could then share with others. Uh, and so it's just, it's like the I just heard the Joseph Campbell thing unfold <laughs> in, yeah. in three minutes. That was, uh, that was quite well done, even, even if it wasn't intentional. <laughs> um, but I, so again, I'm going to circle back to this thing that I hear you saying, and it was, it was the idea that when you paid attention, like when you, uh, when you made sure that you were in the here and now and, and kind of, uh, 
paying attention to the present moment and the problem at hand and engaging that problem in a way that was really intentional and being at the same time true to yourself that you kind of came that that, that things unfolded as if they were always meant to unfold this way. And that's one of the things that I find really fascinating in these conversations with people like yourself that, you know, have some sort of, I mean, you had a good job and you had, there was certain, there was status and there was um, a certain amount of prosperity that came with that, but it just wasn't really aligning with what you needed. So you make this leap and you make this thing happen. And by paying attention to all the important things like your integrity and, and your intention, the other stuff just kind of sorts itself out. You know, you don't change the, fa- you don't chase the fame and fortune, but somehow you end up gaining status within this domain and you certainly are making enough to continue to do it the next day and the next day and the next day. Any, any thoughts or feelings about yeah, there, there, encouragement for yeah. others? Yeah, I mean, well, the reality is, is what really lit the fire under me was the death of my mother. And Mm -hmm. what happened and what happened with that was, is I had that. What am I doing with my life? If I were in this position, how would I feel? And, and, uh, you know, months after she passed away, I had these thoughts to myself and I realized if I were on my deathbed, I would be really pissed off at myself because I left a lot on the table Mm. and that really was the impetus to move forward. And even though I was scared out of my mind and I come from a life of uh, a family that stressed stability and get that paycheck and have that, have that health insurance and, and be really purposeful about that. And don't, don't, don't take too many risks. And to break out of that, it took, it took a, a very traumatic situation in order for me to snap out of it. And, you know, every day is a challenge still to this day. I mean, when you, when you work for yourself, there's always that, that challenge and make no mistake, it does not go away. It's always Mm -hmm. there in one form or another. But when it comes to really thinking about what your purpose is on this, uh, in, in this life, it's really, really important to, to kind of narrow and focus your attention on that and think about what's important. Because, you know, you mentioned integrity before. One of the big things that I like to say to uh, my clients as well as other photographers is that I've created a business around my art in a way that does not compromise my integrity while serving others. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that should be tattooed right, right here because the reality is, is that that means the world to me to adhere to that principle. Yeah. Well, I, in my work, I, I have found that um, integrity is kind of its own reward and that it's really all that's required to be a happy and healthy person. If you pay attention to your values and you stay true to your values and you do work that's in service to others and done with, you know, with and for other people, then um, other things tend to, to sort themselves out. And I, I'm, I'm struck too by this, the story that you're about what it took to kind of jar you out of this because, you know, condolences obviously for the loss of your mother, but isn't it interesting how often, it, it, it is through some sort of traumatic experience or, um, you know, major shift in our lives that we are shaken awake <laughs> and yeah. decide that it's, you know, that it's time to pay attention to what's really important. And what's really important is f- fulfilling our potential and developing and delivering on our promise 
Um, I had a similar epiphany just in turning 50 and deciding, you know, even though everything I was doing, I was happy doing, and I felt like it was important and I felt like it was good work um, that was meaningful and that even though I was self-employed, it, it, it had provided stability for a long time that it felt stable. Um, it just, the, I was called to do something else uh, just as I started to reflect on my own mortality. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, it's a common theme and, and one that I'm really grateful that you shared with us. I, I, I'm struck and I, as you were talking earlier about kind of coming up from behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the photographers I know and one of whom I typed into our, uh, I, I tagged into this conversation because uh, it, it's happened with her very recently. My friend Songi, who is a, a photographs woman, uh, CEOs and, and um, you know, business leaders in Australia. I'm, yes, I've chatted with her. Oh, you know, sorry. Okay. Through, through the, uh, well, very little, but through the marketing seminar, I actually, she, oh. yeah. So Songi is, I, I'm just so pleased with, you know, how things are unfolding for her and she, but she really struggled with that. She really struggled to, you know, be the face of her brand and to be the voice of her brand. And I heard a little bit of that in the way you were telling your story about having to kind of come up from behind the camera and yeah. kind of, own what you do yep. and the fact that it is you who are doing it uh and so i think regardless of whether people are listening or photographers or not i think that all of us are guilty of hiding a little bit or a lot of it and about being hesitant about kind of owning our posture and owning the work that we're doing. And so I'd be interested in hearing from you, any tools or tips or revelations that came about along your journey as you kind of were making this step from behind the camera to in front of it. Well, a lot of what was involved, it, th this is not a business thing. This is a life thing. This was a, I grew up, I was extremely overweight for more than half of my life. And there was a very deep seated insecurity and uh, self-consciousness about my appearance. Mm -hmm. So I was very hesitant to, to have a lot of pictures taken of me as I was growing up. Uh, in fact, a lot of my younger photos, I just look absolutely miserable. <laughs> so when I have a client in front of my camera who is like that, I, I tough love them through it because I know exactly how they feel because I've lived it. Um, with respect to getting over that hump when it comes to your business and the way that you present yourself online, um, the way that I, I talk, I mean, you know, there is that imposter syndrome that a lot of people also feel on top of the fact that they might have, you know, reservations about the vanity issues. So the way that I help frame it with them is to just simply remind them of the importance of the words that they say, because if you are that passionate about what you do and you believe in what you say and how you live your life and how you help others get past their hurdles, it is your responsibility. It is not a, you know, a nice to have. It's your responsibility to get out there and be seen by these people. And it does not happen by magic. It happens because you do the work. And if you don't do the work, a, you're not going to have a business and B, you are going to fall short on those goals that you have and your purpose. And what's worse, 
to work through the anxiety that you have of being in front of the camera or to work through the anxiety of failing yourself? Yeah. Well, and the other thing is just the contextualization of it, right? I mean, we, we, we act as if all these things that we are quote unquote afraid of or hiding from are um, life and death situations when in fact, um, they're, they're not. I mean, you're, it's unlikely that st stepping in front of the camera is going to result in your imminent demise. And yeah. um, the other thing that has really helped me, uh, so, well, first, I just want to say you're, you're talking to a, a, a simpatico when it comes to the, you know, obese since childhood thing. It was yeah. my 40, right around 45, I I um, took some action that, that resulted in losing about 75 pounds. Nice. Uh, so I, I, I joke that I made room in this world for two, two toddlers. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's this, um, this idea that <clears throat> you have to kind of become comfortable with the cognitive dissonance that on the one hand, you don't, nobody cares and you really don't matter that much. You know, you're just a speck of dust on this rock hurtling through the cosmos and nobody's going to miss you when you're gone. And at the same time, you had this duty as you were referring to it to, um, you know, not only develop and deliver on your potential, but do that for other people. And so you have to, you're constantly battling those two things. And if you don't do the work, then you don't get to do the one. And, um, and then, then there's, there's kind of nothing. You, then, then, you know, if you, if you never stand up and be seen, speak and be heard, then, you know, not only are you in the grand scheme of things, not going to be of much significance, but in, the, the smaller scheme of things, you know, that will be true. So uh, I, I, I've always found that it's kind of when I'm feeling anxious, I can say, well, nobody's really paying attention anyways, and I can do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, when I'm feeling stronger, maybe I, I can take myself a little bit more seriously and, and, and try to, to act a little bit more professionally. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to actually end on that kind that note because one of the things that I was I've heard throughout all your responses is this idea of being a professional. Like this is this is serious business, and you're showing up and taking care of business. Um, how how do you how do you maintain that? consistency and that frequency of showing up to do the work that matters because i love it unconditionally i i i make a living with a camera i'm playing with house money every single day and this merry-go-round isn't gonna keep going and at some point it's gonna stop for me so i need to make sure that that ride was pretty awesome mm -hmm. and and along the way that we're having a good time and at the, you know, we're taking pictures. We're not, we're not, you know, rocket scientists here. The fact of the matter is, is that what I do is, is, is a, it's something I do for free. I, I wouldn't even charge for it if, you know, I didn't have to pay Con Ed every month, but <laughs> the fact is, is I do. So, you know, there are certain ways around the world, but at the essence of it, I absolutely am in love with what I do. 
And that is what drives me with everything that I do. And that's what motivates me to write all of the stuff I write and to think about the, the thoughts and the value that I provide the people that I serve and the, and the way that I, I, I really want to make these people feel comfortable and feel like they're in their own skin and they're in the present moment in front of that camera and they're giving me the things that they need in order to help those people because it, these photos will visually punctuate every single story that they have so that it gives it the chance to see the light and be mm -hmm. seen by those who need it mm -hmm. and it's that simple yeah well i love it and uh really blown away by the the amount of uh, integrity and intention that you're bringing to the work and it, it, again uh, folks need to check out your work and uh, just one more time let people know where people can see examples of your branded portraiture sure they can go to johndomato.com uh, they can uh, find me on instagram uh, domato photo or again go type in google hashtag yeah absolutely and you're going to find me everywhere Fantastic. Well, I've been ending the last couple of seasons with the same question for everybody, and it's because it's it, it, it's a question that always results in a in an answer that's surprising, at least to me. Okay, John, if you could plant just one idea or concept into the minds of everyone who dreams of making a difference through comp telling more compelling stories or having more compelling conversations, what would that be? Remember these three words. Other people matter. Oh, love it. Love it. Okay, well, we're just going to let it sit right there. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. John D'Amato, I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. And we hope that today's broadcast motivates you, the viewers, to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. Learn more about John D'Amato at johndomato.com. Is that right, John? That is correct. And of course, it's always great to see you at becreativeonpurpose.com as well. Now, go out and make a difference and keep flying higher. John D'Amato, thanks so much for your time and expertise today. Thank you, Scott. Thank you.